This is Canada HR News for May 9, 2022. I'm Elena Bobireva. In today's episode, we will cover the news related to the labor market state in April, employment updates from Manitoba and Quebec, and workplace crisis in Canadian elite sports. Specifically, we will talk about boxing in this episode. Stay with us to get the latest HR updates. The Conference Board of Canada reports that employment made minimal gains in April in a sign that the Canadian economy is at full employment. The largest gains were recorded in professional, scientific and technical services, as well as public administration and information, culture and recreation. Meanwhile, there were notable declines in the retail trade and construction sectors. Indeed also reports that accommodation and food services jobs were down by 16%. Employment rose in just four out of the 10 provinces. Growth in the Atlantic region and Alberta was offset by an employment decline in Quebec. In other provinces, employment little changed in April. Wage growth remains elevated, though it still trails inflation. In April, wages increased by 3.3% on a year-over-year basis, a similar rate to the previous month. The sixth wave of the pandemic resulted in a high number of absences in April. Record low unemployment and sky-high job vacancies have prompted federal and provincial governments to ease regulation on hiring temporary foreign workers. Amid high inflation and low unemployment, the likelihood of industrial action is increasing. Growing labor scarcity is strengthening the negotiation position of workers. Historically, when unemployment is low and inflation is high, the number of work stoppages increases. Increasing labor force participation among older workers is another important task. Participation rates among 54- to 64-year-old workers in Canada lag behind that of some other G7 countries, including Germany and the United Kingdom. Together with a focus on countering age-based discrimination, policy must ensure that the retirement income system does not penalize those who choose to remain in work longer. Manitoba has become an official partner with Pride at Work Canada. It is planned that the new partnership will advance the province's efforts to ensure diversity and inclusion through access to e-learning, leadership conferences, and other events and webinars. The recently proclaimed Public Service Act specifically includes requirements for policy related to diversity and inclusion, highlighting the importance of cultivating respectful workplaces where all public servants can fully contribute to serving Manitobans by bringing their diverse experiences, backgrounds, and identities. Pride at Work Canada helps private, public, and non-profit employers to create safer, more inclusive workplaces that recognize the skills of 2S LGBTQ plus people. The organization empowers employers to build workplaces that celebrate all employees regardless of gender expression, gender identity, and sexual orientation. Staying with Manitoba, it is about to become the province offering the lowest minimum wage in Canada. Saskatchewan Premier Scott Moe announced on Tuesday that his province will boost its minimum wage, currently the country's lowest, 
from 11.81 an hour to 13 an hour this fall. The Saskatchewan Party government plans to get the province's minimum wage to $15 an hour by October 2024. Saskatchewan has previously tied minimum wage increases to a formula based on the inflation rate. The province will temporarily divert from that formula to speed up its hikes. Manitoba follows its own formula, informed by cost-of-living increases. As a result, the province will raise its minimum wage in October from 11.95 an hour to 12.35, a 40-cent increase, but one that will still leave Manitoba with the lowest wage in Canada. CTV News reports that a union representing more than 3,000 Quebec paramedics has reached an agreement in principle with the Quebec government. This was announced by the government in a Saturday press release. According to the government, this agreement will allow an improvement in the remuneration and working conditions of ambulance attendants in Quebec. The union has not yet issued a statement on the agreement. Paramedics have been without a collective agreement since April 1st, 2020. The strike, which has been going on in several municipalities since last summer, spread to other unions in February. The disputes included wages, shift schedules that require a paramedic to be on call 24 hours a day for seven days, mealtimes and mental health. Canadian Occupational Safety Magazine reports that the Montreal Firefighters Association is calling on the Quebec government to expand cancer coverage for firefighters. Quebec did not recognize cancer as a high occupational risk for firefighters until last year, according to the report issued. Currently, Quebec lists nine cancers as being related to firefighting, the lowest among provinces. In comparison, Nova Scotia announced in March that it was adding 13 more types of cancer to the six currently covered in the Firefighters' Compensation Regulations under the Workers' Compensation Act. This will be in effect starting July 1st. In September 2021, Yukon introduced a bill that would push the number of cancer under coverage for firefighters to 18. CBC Sports reports that on May 4th, 121 active and retired Canadian boxers sent an open letter to Sport Canada saying that Boxing Canada has cultivated a toxic culture of fear and silence. The athletes painted a picture of toxic environment where favoritism was rampant, leading to arbitrary decisions around things like team selection compounded by a lack of communication. The boxers said they compiled a comprehensive collection of experiences and submitted it to Boxing Canada's board of directors, but no formal investigation was launched to look into allegations. This letter came amid a crisis in Canadian sport. There were accusations of maltreatment, sexual abuse and misuse of funds directed at at least eight national sport organizations in recent months. Canadian bobsled and skeleton athletes wrote a similar letter in March asking for the resignation of the acting president and high-performance director. They said they won't participate in proposed mediation, calling it a band-aid solution. And a group of some 70 gymnasts, and it's since grown to more than 400, wrote to Sport Canada 
asking for an independent investigation into the sports culture of maltreatment. On May 8, four days after the boxers wrote an open letter to Sport Canada calling for the resignation of Daniel Trepanier, the Boxing Canada High Performance Director, he has stepped down. Boxing Canada's President Ryan Savage made the announcement on Sunday, saying the sport organization will engage with the provincial governing bodies to strike a search committee in the coming weeks to hire a new high-performance director. And this was Canada HR News for May 9, 2022. Please leave us a rating and a comment in Apple Podcast. For more information on the topics discussed today, see the episode description and follow us on Twitter at CADHR News or LinkedIn at Canada HR News Podcast.